Hi, Ian Anderson Gray here. Just a couple of things. First of all, I'd love you to go to iag.me forward slash giveaway because I'm doing an amazing giveaway with so many cool prizes just to promote the Confident Live marketing podcast. Second of all, I had the great pleasure of having my friend making Sang on the show. Unfortunately, her audio isn't the best, and that's partly down to me. Sorry about that. But I hope you still enjoy this podcast with loads of value bombs that making gave. So anyway, here we go. On with the show. Episode 23. The Revenge of FOMO. Fear of missing out. For those of us who haven't followed him, scary podcast making is coming on to talk about the wonders of FOMO yes it's the JOMO of FOMO the joy of missing out on the fear of missing out oh the joy of FOMO time to get making on I think this is the confident live marketing podcast confident live marketing podcast with Ian Anderson Gray, helping entrepreneurs level up their impact, authority, and profits through the power of live video. Gain confidence in front of the camera, confidence with technology, and confidence with the content and marketing. Together, we can go live! Hello, it's the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with me, Ian Anderson Gray. This is episode 23. So if you want to find out the show notes for this, all you need to do is go to iag.me forward slash 23. And in this show, I've got my good friend making talking about how to use FOMO for your live events, for your live videos as well. So today's podcast, as always, is sponsored by my good friends at Content 10X. Content 10X are experts in content repurposing. They provide a full end-to-end repurposing service. So they will take that one piece of content that you got, whether that's live video or, or podcasting or blog, but particularly live video. We actually had Amy Woods, who is the founder of Content TEDx on the show last week, and she was telling us all about this, which was exciting. So they'll take that live video and then they can repurpose that into a plethora that's a big word, of content across the interwebs, whether that's turning it into a podcast, into a blog post, into social media images, infographics, that kind of thing, saving you time and helping you build your business. Also check out that awesome blog and they've got a podcast. Just check out content10x.com, which will give you great advice, whatever your budget, on all things repurposing. So I'm really excited today because Making is on the show. Making has become a really good friend of mine. I'm going to ask her a little bit about how we first met because I always like to ask that. But just a bit more about Making. Making Sang is a professional live tweeter and has been helping conferences, festivals and workshops to trend with their respective hashtags for nearly 10 years. Making is a social media correspondent interviewing attendees, sponsors and speakers live at an event on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. 
through her live tweeting and social media live reporting, along with her prolific posting of branded content for clients making, is the original and UK's number one FOMO creator and social media correspondent, recreating the excitement of a festival, conference, or workshop onto Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Making, welcome to the show. Hello. This is so excited to have you on the show. And I just have to say, we've got, uh, Jeff C is watching us live and he says, yay, it's making. So uh, Jeff, you and I were at a conference a couple of months ago, weren't we? I think it was Janet Murray's conference in London, Build Your Audience Live. Yes. So that was exciting. So how are you doing? I am amazing. It's a Monday and I am loving the glorious weather outside. It's a little bit rainy, but it hasn't dampened our spirits. I am absolutely amazing. <laughs> well, there we go. You see, it's, it's, what is it about the British? They're always talking about the weather. I don't know. It's it's a mad, a mad thing, isn't it? So I, I mentioned a little bit, you know, how did we first met? I always like to ask people where we first met. And you reminded me, but it doesn't seem that long ago. No, I know. So I've been back in the UK since September 2016. And uh, a good friend of ours, uh, Tim from Stone and Press, he uh, recommended a few conferences for me to go to. And I've always wanted to go to social media marketing world. And uh, that's where we first met in 2017. I'd met Donna Moritz. Uh, she was part of the Facebook group that I created in Australia when I lived there before coming back to the UK. And, uh, and you were also in the room as well. And we uh, took a few snaps. And, uh, and yeah, I don't normally take selfies, but, uh, but yeah, I'm so pleased I managed to take this one. And we had such a laugh that day. <laughs> We did, didn't we? And I can't believe that's... Two th Are you sure it's 2018? 2017. Oh, 2017. Okay. No, no, so hang on. No, no, it was 2018. Sorry. Yes, 2018. 2018. Yeah, it doesn't seem that long ago. So yeah, it feels like we've known each other a lot longer than that. But that's that's really cool. So yeah, it just it just shows you the power of conferences and sometimes investing in big, scary conferences like Social Media Marketing World, which actually isn't scary at all. But, you know, particularly if you live in the UK and you're having to go all the way to San Diego, it can seem like a big, a big thing. So you've moved around a lot, haven't you? You've, you've said you've been in Australia, been in the UK since, I can't remember what you said, but where, where have you been in the world? So when I first started my business, I actually lived in London. And then six months after that, I uh, moved to Australia. Uh, Brisbane, Australia was there for six years. And then I came back to the UK in 2016 and um, restarted my business again. So yeah, I, I was originally born and bred uh, in the UK. My parents are Chinese, but I, I was born here. So I had the opportunity to start my business, start it again and start it again. Uh, so third time lucky and uh, I've had the most fun in the last three years than the previous nine years of being in business. It's been amazing. Well, that's been fun. You've been doing a lot of things and I know one of the things that you've been doing in the past and you're passionate about is tea. Tell us about that. Yeah, so uh, it was actually a friend of mine who asked me to go into business with him and uh, we were going to open a coffee shop of all places. Um, but when we did the research, I realised I knew nothing about coffee went into tea instead. It's really funny, when you go to networking events, I had it in a name for my business and it didn't really resonate with people. So I decided to, but I always introduce myself as making and people say, making? And well, yeah, you know, I was in making tea, making chocolates, making babies if I'm a little bit cheeky. And one day, one of my friends said, you know, that is a much better name for your business. It's more you. And it really, it was kind of like, the stars had aligned. And so, yeah, so that's where Making Tea was born. 
And so I always make her tea puns, which is uh, part of how I speak, you know, serendipity, curiosity, but I always make a play on my name as well. So not making it happen, but making it happen, M-A-Y-K-I-N-G, et cetera. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, as you may have gathered, making loves puns. And that's great because I love puns too. It's it's a great humorous device and long may that continue. So yeah, that's that's great. And by the way, it is making, it's not may. So it is that's right. You if you get that if you get that wrong, making it will not be happy. So <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's kind of like my name because my I use my middle name. My, my, I'm slightly different because some people will call me Ian Anderson or some people call some people even call me Anderson. And actually, Anderson's my middle name. So it's, I don't know, it's confusing. It's a confusing world. So I want to ask you about specifically live video. Do you, it seems a silly question, but I, I like to ask this because occasionally the answer is no. But in your case, when you do live video, do you get nervous? Of course I do. You know, the best mm. of us gets nervous. You know, Beyonce gets nervous at the start of each concert. I, I you know, from what I hear. So of course I do. I think that being nervous just shows that you care. And so there's, a, you know, a lot of things that I try to do to, you know, to mitigate that nervousness. But yeah, of course, I still get nervous because, yeah. I, you know, I, I love I love live video. I love connecting with people. Yeah, I, there are still things that I worry about. Have I got uh, lipstick on my teeth? Uh, my double chin showing, you know. <laughs> All that kind of stuff. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I haven't really got the lipstick problem myself, but uh, it, it is it is a... Well, you never know. It's a constant problem. Uh, all these, all these things that are popping through our minds, and I think it. Would you say it gets easier? I mean, it's certainly been my experience. I, I still get nervous. I still have these butterflies in my tummy. I think that is. I agree with you. It's a good thing. But do you have you found the more you do, the easier it gets? Oh, of course. I mean, with anything, you know, if you've done your ten thousand mm. hours, then it does get easier. Definitely. I mean, I haven't quite done my ten thousand hours in terms of live <laughs> video, but it, yes, it do, it definitely does get easier. And, you know, obviously you're in the space of uh, trying to get people more confident with video, Ian. And uh, in a few of my speaking gigs, I do encourage people to, to do video because video is not going to go anywhere. And it's the easiest way to really connect with your audience, your potential customers, new friends and, and, and so on. And so in your previous podcast, you've talked about lots of different ways in which you can help you to gain confidence to go onto video. And uh, and that's something that I always try and encourage people to do as well. Oh, definitely. So this whole FOMO thing, um, you know, <laughs> so you're a, a FOMO creator. So I think some people listening and watching will have heard of FOMO. Before we started the show properly, you were talking about, you know, unless you've swallowed an urban dictionary. I mean, say people haven't swallowed an urban dictionary. How, how would you describe FOMO? What is FOMO and what is a FOMO creator? What is it actually that you do these days? Right. So FOMO means fear of missing out. And what I do as the FOMO creator is I will recreate the excitement of a conference, an event, a festival, and recreate it and put it out into social media live. So that is in terms of live tweeting, that's in terms of uh, interviewing attendees, sponsors, conference organizers, that is in terms of uh, posting on LinkedIn, capturing a few of those live moments on uh, Instagram stories and Instagram posts as well. Uh, that's what a phone creator does. So in it's just the excitement of a room. You're connecting with, you know, as a conference organizer or a speaker, you're connecting with, you know, however big your conference is. 
but there's a whole big wide world out there that we're missing out on, which is social media. So I'm basically just extending that joy, that excitement, the incredible information that's that's been uh, given out by speakers out onto onto all the socials. That's what I do. I love that. Yeah. So I've been to conferences before where there's been very little social media integration or, or anything really. There's there's the people who've organising maybe aren't that social media savvy and. and so I've gone onto the Twitter and, and tweeted out, but it just seems like there's nothing, nothing happening out there. So what you're doing is you're creating a buzz. You're also getting people who are out there who maybe weren't sure about coming to the conference. And basically, you're making them feel bad, aren't you? <laughs> no, you're not. I'm joking. But you're creating that excitement. But that, that just brings me on to kind of a, another question, which is, you know, we've talked a lot on this podcast about fear and fear being a bad thing. And we had Claire Yosa on the show talking about turning that fear into excitement. So is, isn't fear a bad thing? You know, isn't FOMO a bad thing? How do you, I'm sure people have asked you that before. What would you say to them? Yeah, it's a good question because when I first announced myself as a FOMO creator, I did actually get a bit of backlash about it. And, you know, there were a few people who say, FOMO, I'm not going to have FOMO. I'm quite, you know, JOMO. I'm going to have joy of missing out. I'm quite happy with that. And uh, I understand that. From my perspective, what I'm trying to do is not to make people feel bad that they haven't attended. But I'm trying to encourage those who are sitting on the fence of a conference, you know, sometimes investing in yourself, can it's a great investment, but is it the right investment? And so people yeah. might not attend the conference for that reason. But if they see the content on social media, the enjoyment that people are getting, the value that people are getting at a conference, then that will help them to make that decision as to whether they go on to the next event. And what I see, a lot of conferences, they will spend, you know, nine months, six months before an event, and they are marketing really, really hard to try and get people to buy tickets for this event. And then it's almost like the day has arrived, and then they breathe a sigh of relief. Oh, it's over. It's live. I can, you know, I can go to sleep now. But what they're missing out on is actually capturing that excitement and then enabling them to use all of that content to trickle through to the you know to next year's marketing and so what's more powerful than capturing people's thoughts feelings the snippets of the speakers the sponsors that are involved everything is live in capturing that excitement and it's real it's genuine and once you capture that then you can sort of use that for the next event but for a lot of traditional conference organizers their traditional way of marketing is market hard, sell, 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 in the lead up to the event. When the event's on, phew, it's over. Let me go to sleep for three months and then I'll start marketing again. So that's why they're missing a trick. So, you know, with me live tweeting, I can tweet 1,200 times a day. I can do 150 Instagram posts for clients. I can do 7 to 10 LinkedIn posts throughout the day. When a conference got a really engaged Facebook group, I can do lots of posts in there or Instagram stories as well. And it's all live. It's all capturing that moment so that people who are sitting on the fence who are in a dedicated Facebook group or a community, they can think, oh, okay, this is really, really good. I need to book on. So there are a lot of conference organizers who haven't quite understood that their marketing their most valuable marketing is actually live art at the, the day. What I'm trying to do is not to say, hey, you're missing out. You should be here in a really 
salesy, icky way. What I'm saying is, is that if you're wanting to potentially invest in yourself, have a look at the content that I've put out and you can make the informed decision yourself. So it's not designed to make people jealous. No, no, no. You know, and, and that kind of stuff. So hopefully that makes sense to yeah. your listeners. Well, totally, no, totally. I mean, we, we, you know, we, we've moved on from the from the bad and to the good of FOMO, and it's really interesting to see what you do at events. And there have been a few times I'm making. I'm, I'm sorry when I've questioned your humanity because you're just like, like I don't know how you do it. A thousand that sounds horrible, but like, I'm like you must be a robot because you're like doing a thousand tweets on the day. I just don't know how you do it. But seriously, you know, making's got an, an amazing ability here for the for us mere mortals out there you know what could, is there anything that we can do are there any tips i mean certainly i i've seen this happen a lot with events that there is this the market 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 and then the event comes and then people fall asleep you know the event organizers fall asleep i think also if with live video we can have the same thing can't we that we're promoting it we, we put all, all into the live video and then we stop and we forget about the whole idea of repurposing what would you say to that yeah i mean it doesn't matter whether you are an attendee whether you are a speaker, whether you are events organizer, whether you are a sponsor, you can actually create FOMO for yourself. You can actually create free publicity for yourself by taking part in the conversations that are happening at the conference. And that's something else that I want to try and encourage people to do as well, because you know, when you're at an event, of course, you're networking with real people. That's incredible. But we've also got the big wide world that is social media out there as well. So, you know, we are all competing for attention. And so, you know, we're competing with the Netflixes of the world. You know, we're competing with uh, TV, radio, you know, podcasts. And so, you know, but we've all got our own remote control. So we need to think of ourselves as a media station, as a TV station, and create good content for ourselves so that potentially someone might tune into your stuff. And if they like your stuff, then they will potentially look at your bio, see what it is you do. And if it resonates, then they may be in touch with you. So at a conference, I do encourage people to be that reporter for yourself. If you are going to a conference to learn from others, don't be afraid to show that to your audience because people are wanting to work with people who are absolutely willing to invest in, in themselves and grow to tell the world what it is you're doing. And also it's about brand association as well. If you have invested in yourself and, and going to an amazing conference, why not tell the world about that conference and what you've learned and, and so on? So be a live reporter for yourself. Go live on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube, and say what it is you've learned. Tag the speakers or tag some incredible people that you've met and just be the reporter of the day for your own business. You know, I've actually been to conferences where I haven't been the official FOMO creator, but I have tweeted like a fury, you know, posted LinkedIn, Facebook, and I've actually got leads from it. All I've been doing is providing value to people, showcasing the amazing stuff that I've learned from the speakers, the incredible people I've met, 
So you can absolutely do that for yourself too. I love that. And it really does work. The amount of conversations that come, the, the connections you can make out of the, the people. We're not just talking about the people at the conference, although it's obviously beneficial to them, but it's also outside getting the news out there. And, and I know that you've been part of getting conferences trending either nationally or even internationally. And, and so that is really, really cool to, to be able to do that. Now, you, we mentioned live tweeting. Obviously, Twitter's a great network. You've mentioned Instagram. A lot of what we talk about on the show, or the main thing that we talk about this show, is live video. So how can you, you've mentioned that a little bit, but how can people use live video in the whole FOMO thing? I mean, I've seen you at conferences. You have been that roving reporter. You have had, you've had that microphone. You've had your phone. The, the technology that you've got, you've not got like state-of-the-art technology. You've, you've got your phone, you've got a microphone, and it works so well. So a follow-up question to that is, you know, what, what tech do people need? So how can people use live video and what do they need in terms of live video stuff? Yeah, so the, the first uh, conference that I met you at in, in San Diego in 2018, I actually literally just used my phone, just went live on Twitter. And then I actually spoke to a guy Matt Powley, and he said, well, if you can use your headphones, that's probably better just to cancel out the noise. So that's all I did in my first year. I literally had my iPhone headphones, and that was it. That's all I used. And then someone recommended, well, maybe you should use a mic. So then I bought a lapel mic. So it was, what, £15 from Amazon, something like that. So I used that for a little while. And then this year, when I got my first FOMO gig, which was Andrew and Pete's Atomicon, I just had this idea that I really wanted to capture that excitement. So what do I do? I knew there was a reason why I was watching Wogan, uh, Parky, you know, Graham Norton all these years, because I, I wanted to sort of use a journalistic style to try and interview people and capture that excitement. So I decided to invest in uh, a branded mic. But to start off with, I literally used my phone and my, uh, and my headphones. That was it. So you don't need any uh, really technical equipment at all. I think the biggest thing that people need to, the biggest thing that people need is to get out of your head and go live. Yes, you just need to press that go live button. Press that go live button. Don't worry about what people think. Don't worry about, you double chin, you know, your lipstick on your teeth, <laughs> anything like that. Don't worry, because if you if you think about your why, think about why you're going live, think about who you're servicing, and don't make it about you. It will make hopefully that will make it easier for you to go live because if you just suspend all the worries about what people think, your peers will think, but think about who you are servicing. Hopefully that will make it easy for you to go live. And, you know, the other thing is as well, for any of you who have got competition, if you go live, you're going to be way ahead of the curve of your competitors because I'm pretty darn sure that your competitors will be worried about what they look like, what they think, worried about falling over their words. But if you just press that go live button, you'll be way ahead of your competition. So true. Absolutely. So You'd say go live on your mobile because obviously you want to be able to give people a, like a tour of where you are. You want to be going up to different speakers. The other kind of question is when it comes to the, these events, where would you go live to? You know, would it be Facebook? Would it be Periscope or Twitter Live, uh, Instagram Live? Any thoughts on that? I mean, is it down to the audience, basically? I mean, what would you say? 
It's definitely down to your audience. So, I mean, I love Twitter. That's my favorite platform, but it's not nothing to do with me. It's all about my clients. So, you know, last week, you know, the main platform for the finance industry, who I was working with, their main platform is Facebook. Uh, they've got a Facebook group. They said, do a little bit on LinkedIn, do a little bit on Instagram stories and repurpose it onto Twitter. So that's exactly the way I did it. And then for Andrew and Pete, they said Twitter, Instagram, uh, and uh, Facebook as well. So it really depends on where your audience is. So if your audience is on Facebook, go live on Facebook. If it's primarily on Twitter, go on Twitter. You know, we haven't talked about YouTube yet. You know, maybe go live on YouTube. So getting rid of your fear. Think about where your customers are. Is your customers, are they on Facebook? Are they on Instagram? Are they on LinkedIn? Or are they on Twitter or YouTube? And go there. Or you can mix and match it a little bit too, you know. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, make, and that's what you did at, at the Atomicon conference. So we talked a little bit about the, the tech. We've talked about going live from a mobile device is being probably the best thing to do. There are other apps out there. I know. I think you've played around or you've, you, have you played around with Switcher Studio? That's that's another tool that you can use from going for live from your mobile as well. But there are desktop apps and that brings me on quite nicely to our second sponsor, which is Ecamm Live. So Ecamm Live is what I use every week to broadcast the Confident Live Marketing Show. And one of the reasons why I love Ecom Live is because it is just so powerful yet easy to use. Once I've set it up, I don't need to be spending hours and hours trying to get everything working out. You know, just before the show, we had making just popped in on Skype and brought her in and everything was really, really good. So yeah, it's my top live streaming tool recommendation for Mac users. And that's because it's a standalone tool and it just really makes the full power of your Mac and it helps you level up your impact and authority using live video. It gives you so many cool features like being able to bring guests in on the show. You can bring multiple guests, uh, highlighting comments on the screen, which we've been doing, uh, the ability to save the video later in a high quality format. That is a really big deal for repurposing, as we mentioned last week when we had Amy, Amy Woods on the show. Integrates with all the major networks, so Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, Twitch, Restream.io, all of them. And of course, if you want to be really fancy, then you've got all the cool things like green screen, NDI, virtual webcams, all that kind of stuff. So if you want to find out more, if you want to have a play with the trial, just go to iag.me forward slash ecamlive. That's iag.me forward slash E-C-A-M-M-L-I-V-E. You're listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. So there we go. That brings me on to another question making. We've talked about how you can use FOMO or how you can be a FOMO creator for real live events. But when it comes to virtual, have you ever thought about doing this for virtual events and courses? Say, say for example, I've got a, a course that I want to be launching or maybe it's a, it's a masterclass that I'm going to be launching fairly soon. Is there a way that we could use this for that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've, I've actually listened to podcasts and and whilst I've been listening to them, I've been posting about them as I've listened to them on Instagram stories. I sort of summarize about what I've just listened to on Twitter. I've been tweeting. So, yeah, it is absolutely possible to do that at a virtual summit or a, an online course. Anything where you've got some great content that you're going to be sharing with people. A lot of marketers might put up a link 
to a blog post or a link to a course, but what about the actual content itself? Maybe getting on Ecamm Live and uh, talking to an attendee of your course and just talking to them about what they've learned, what it is they do, you know, to give them a bit of publicity. It's absolutely possible. Contrary to popular belief, I'm actually an ambivert. So that sometimes I'm an extrovert, sometimes I'm an introvert. And so I love your uh, podcast about introverts, uh, Ian. And so the best way that introverts or ambiverts like myself can get themselves out onto social media and push that live button is to do interviews with other people because then you're kind of taking the attention away from yourself and you ask questions of the attendee, what it is and you know they've been listening to, that kind of thing. So it is absolutely possible. So any content that you've created, I mean, even a blog post, one of the tools that I absolutely love is Lately, where using artificial intelligence, it can actually create content, several pieces of content from that one blog post. So I wrote a LinkedIn article about the power of Twitter two years ago, did really well. I want new people to see it. So I push it through Lately. It generated 40-odd tweets for me, which I can then schedule to post. It can also schedule several posts on the other platforms as well. That's really cool. Yeah, L- Lately is definitely a, a great tool to check out. And it also transcribes videos and podcasts, which I didn't realize until relatively recently. So you have to download your Facebook Live video and then re-upload it to Lately. And then it will transcribe that. And then it will then come up with, I don't know how many tweets. You said like 40, I mean, 40 or 50 tweets from, from that piece of content. I mean, obviously, you're going to have to go in there and edit things and, and tweak things around. But it's it's better to, to start with 40 imperfect tweets than nothing at all. So uh, definitely check that out. That's that's really, really helpful. It's something that I'm going to be thinking about a lot. And you can use live video in a way like a kind of like a webinar as well. There are loads of different ways of, of creating content uh, to promote your stuff. But I particularly love what you're doing, making the whole FOMO thing. And, and I, I want to be using that a lot more in my content. And I think in a way you're dancing. So you're dancing tweets to Mike. <laughs> Songs have been part of that, which has been great. So just before we finish, we're running out of time, but what would be your top FOMO tips, particularly when it comes to live video, but uh, you don't have to restrict it just to live video. What would you say to people? Get involved in the conversation. Whether you are an attendee, whether you're a speaker, whether you are a sponsor, you can create FOMO for yourself and your business just by engaging with other people. Remember, when you are posting on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, When you tag someone, you're not just talking to that one person because so many people are lurking, (laughs) aren't they? We've all done it. We've looked at people's posts and, you know, we haven't liked it. We haven't commented. But if you don't get into the conversation in the first place, no one will ever know. So if you are at an event, search on the hashtag get involved in it, just talk about it, give thanks to the speakers, give thanks to the sponsors or the conference organizer, and just start talking to people. Because when you talk to people, other people will see your name. And the more that people will see your name, the more likely that people might click on your profile and think, I wonder what that person does. So if you can't do video to begin with, in the very least, start engaging with people. But I do recommend video because Video is just the quickest way 
for you to engage with people and people connect with you much strongly than um, than a tweet or a Facebook post or an Instagram post. So press that go live button. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And if you want help with going live, then this is what this podcast is all about. If you feel scared, don't worry, you're not alone. I mean, making has said that, you know, she gets still gets a bit scared with live video. I still do to a point, you know, it just takes time. In fact, what am I saying to a point? I still get scared. I'm going to admit it. <laughs> so it's it's true. It's true. So uh, thank you so much, making. It's been brilliant to have you on. And uh, thank you so much for all sharing all your advice on the whole area of FOMO creation. So how can people find out a little bit more about you and your what what it is that you do, how you know if they want to hire you for their next event or if they want to find out a little bit more about you and where would you send them? Well I'm on all the socials as making tea. So M-A-Y-K-I-N-G-T-E-A. We did talk a little bit about this offline Ian. I am a little bit embarrassed to say I don't have a website yet. <laughs> it just goes to show the power social media marketing that even with a website I've been able to capture the biggest conferences in the UK and be FOMO creator for for Chris Ducker at Upreneur later this year, Cambridge Social Day, Janet Murray's be, uh, Build Your Audience Live and Atomicon at Andrew and Pete. But yes, you can capture me on all the socials at Making Tea. So yeah, not not on her website, but all on all the socials. I mean, Twitter is great, Instagram's great. I mean, basically everywhere, and uh, definitely that. definitely do that, which is great. So thank you so much for for being on the show. Next week, I'm really excited. So we talked about Ecam Live; they're a sponsor of the show, but they are only for Mac. And so I've been feeling really sorry for PC users. I'm a PC user myself as well as a Mac user. So on episode 24, we're going to have one of the co-founders from Streamyard, which is a live streaming tool for Mac and PC who works through the browser. So I'm really excited about that because StreamYard is one of my favorite tools out there. So we're going to be talking about that. It's another one in the live video tools um, guides uh, of live video. Uh, what do we call it? I've forgotten the name of it, but my brain's gone to mush at the end of the show. What do you expect? But anyway, I will see you next time. And I encourage you to level up your impact, authority, and profits using Confident Live Video. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast with Ian Anderson Gray. Be sure to join the community at iag.me where you can continue to level up your impact, authority and profits through the power of live video. And until next time, toodaloo. So do you know what FOMO is, Timothy? No. It's the fear of missing out. But have you heard of the, the JOMO? What's JOMO? I don't know. Well, if FOMO is the fear of missing out, what's JOMO? Um, it's the non-fear of missing out. The joy of missing out. Right, I'm going to say FOMO. You need to say JOMO. Here we go. FOMO. JOMO. FOMO. JOMO. FOMO. JOMO. FOMO. JOMO. You're sounding like German. <laughs> JOMO. Say JOMO. JOMO. FOMO. 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 The Revenge of FOMO.